Welcome to the Pascal Ngwe Podcast. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal is an anointed teacher of the Word of God who makes the Bible to come alive. Get ready to be empowered as you listen to the Word of God. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 10. I'm going to be very quick. Don't worry. Deuteronomy 4 verse 10. Look at what the Bible says. Especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me. Gather the people to me. No, you are in the right verse. Don't, don't, don't jump. <laughs> Deuteronomy 4.10. The first one you... Yes, that's the one. Do what? God was speaking to Moses and said... Gather the people. Can I tell you something? People don't usually gather. People are gathered. Just had the 10th anniversary of EFF. For about 417 MPs have been fired simply because they couldn't gather the people to the stadium. Oh, yes. You no, know, I'm, I'm, it's, 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 it's not news. I mean, it's, it's already old news. A lot of them are going through disciplinary actions, and I'm talking to you now, simply because they could not bring a bus at the F&B Stadium during the 10th anniversary. And, I mean, I watch that thing was amazing. I mean, that was nice. It looked beautiful to see all those red colors in the whole stadium. Hey! EFF has been around for 10 years, but I tell you, what they did these past few days has made us respect them more than the 10 years they've been there. Simply because they've gathered people in one place. Gathering people is not a joke. It's not a simple thing. When you gather people, you are doing something very great. God says, gather the people to me. I mean, God, are you not powerful? Why don't you gather the people yourself? Gather the people. People don't gather. They are gathered. People have a tendency of scattering. They don't like, I mean, the way we are together here, you will see, as soon as we say amen, hey, shook, 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 all over the place. Oh, am I lying? It's true. Like, that is what we do naturally. Naturally, I don't want to sit next to you. Naturally, I want to be on my own. I want to be on my phone. Like, nobody wants to be in the group naturally. So we have to gather. Like this morning, somebody gathered you. <laughs> That's why you are here. Thank God for those of you that came by yourself. But some of you, you were gathered. And some of my, my people are still out gathering. Can you believe it? Mm. Gather to me the people. And 
I will let them hear my words. You see, when people are gathered, God releases his words. And his, the people can hear the word. Because they were gathered. They were gathered. I will make them hear my words and they will learn to fear me. You know why people don't fear God? They are not gathered to hear the word of God. I will never forget my Spanish teacher. One day we were making so much noise in the, cl- in the, in the class. Some of my colleagues were making a lot of, I mean, they were disturbing the Spanish class. He looked at us. And you know what he said? He said, I think you guys don't go to church. I was surprised. He said, that's why you are like this. You don't go to church. My Spanish teacher. The less people go to their house of God, the more rebellious, the more unmanageable, the more wicked, the more dangerous they become. I'm telling you the truth. You know yourselves. You know yourselves. Like the fact that your cousin is not coming to church is the reason why he is the way he is. Not even because of the alcohol he's drinking. The main problem here is that he is not gathered to hear the word of God so that he can start fearing God. That's why. When people start hearing the word of God, it starts affecting them. Oh, the word of God is very powerful. I said the word of God is very powerful. Don't joke with the word of God. The word of God has changed people when no police could change them, when no, no, nothing could change them, but the word of a simple person standing behind the pulpit, speaking gently, has had more impact in the lives of those people than what the police could have done, than what the government could have done. The word. The word. Gather the people to me. I will let them hear my words. And when they hear my words, they will start fearing me. They will change. So that's why we want to gather. It's so that people can hear. They don't hear the word, you see. The whole week, they don't hear the word. Some of them haven't, some of the people we are gathering here on Sunday, they haven't heard the word in years. Like some of them have not gone to church for more than 10 years. I'm telling you the truth. Some of you, today is the first time you've entered a church in months or even years. You can't even remember the last time you were in church. I promise you. Praise the Lord. So please, let's gather the people. Gather your family members. Gather them, gather them. Say, no, next week we are going to church. Give them an opportunity to hear the word. 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 Give them, give them the opportunity. Give them the opportunity. Give them the opportunity. And God will bless you. And God will remember them. And God will help them. Do you understand that? That's what this thing is all about. That's what it's all about. You might never know what to tell them. But all I'm asking you to do, gather them. If you can gather them, God will speak through me to them next week. 
The same way God has spoken through me. I remember the first time, Butler. I remember the first time you came to church. Yes, I think it was a Friday. Maybe I'm mistaken. But like the first time I saw you, it was a Friday. You were with Portia. The service was ended, and Portia came to greet me, and you came with Portia. Am I right? I think so. Yeah. And I never forgot your face. Ever since that day, I've always remembered both. And I've asked, I went to the Facebook. I saw your picture. Hey, me, you don't joke with me. I went, I, I checked. I found a picture of Butler. I saved the picture and I sent, who is this guy? That's how I came to know your name is Butler. You don't know me, but I already know you. And I'm having an interest in who you are. You see, like, out of nowhere, I want to know who is Butler. Butler is the friend of Portia. They've been friends since childhood. They are always together. You see, it starts like that. And one day, more people will know about Butler, not just Pastor Pascal. It always starts like that. It starts like that. When God starts working on a person, it starts like that. Right? Then it go, 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 go. And then a lot of people, oh, Sister Butler, Sister Butler, Butler, Sister Butler. You start hearing it everywhere. But if Portia didn't, I don't know whether you invited Portia or Portia invited you, but today, you are even here by yourself. She told me she couldn't make it, but you are here. Now, you're going to invite people, and tomorrow, maybe you might not even be there, but they will come. Because they started hearing the word. They started hearing the word. And the word is beginning to work in them. They feel, you know what? I like what I'm hearing here. This is helping me. Or, or this is not helping anybody here. You are not being helped. This is not helping you. Come on. It's helping us. It's helping us. And guess what? It can help many others. That's why our series is called what? Our series is what? I can't hear you. Others. Others. And I have been saying to us, listen to me, people of God. Others are out there. <laughs> there are others out there. Praise the Lord. Mm. There are others out there. There are others. Jesus lived and died for others. First John chapter 3 verse 16. This is how we know what love is. Love is not a kiss on your cheek. Love is not a love letter. I love you, baby. I miss you, baby. Since the last time I met you, my life has never been the same. When I remember what we had, I lose my mind. Shut up. <laughs> That's not love. Listen, this is how we know what love is. 
What is love? Did a kiss? Is it sending hearts? Emoji hearts? Ask some of you, I told the church, look, there are other colors of emoji hearts. It's not only red. Stop sending red emoji hearts to people. You are sending wrong messages. Not everybody will understand what you are saying. Use white hearts, blue hearts. Some of them use black, black hearts for some of them. Like, I want you to understand clearly what I'm talking about. Green hearts. Why are you bombarding red hearts every Tom and Jerry? Hello, red heart. Did you eat red heart? Ah. <laughs> ah. Listen. This is how we know what love is. What is love? What is love? Look at love. This is love. Real love. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That, like, when you're talking about what real love, what is love? Love is not what boss are singing. Love is not what Akel, he's even in jail. I mean, after singing all those love songs to us, he's not in jail. Doesn't make sense. Jesus laid down his life. True love will cause a life. True love. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers, not for ourselves. That's true love. True love is you lay down your life for somebody else. What does it mean to lay down your life? You sacrifice something that is not going to benefit you directly. I can make a sacrifice now, but at the end of the day, it's going to benefit me. So, it's not love. Or at least, it's only love to myself. True love. You are doing something to somebody that is not going to benefit you directly. And the thing is going to help another person. The Bible says that is true love. What did Jesus benefit in dying? There was not, he didn't have to do that. I mean, that whole thing that didn't benefit him, it benefited us. He was just rewarded with a name higher above than, higher than any other name. God rewarded him. And God will always reward anybody that does things for others. Christianity, therefore, is not about us. True Christianity is about others. I'm laying a foundation in Kalanyon here. I'm laying a foundation for us that our lives, for God to bless us, I'm telling you, we need to understand how God works. True Christianity, true Christianity is about others. Let me show you something. Can I show you something quick? All right. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. Look at it. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. 
If Jesus died for you here, if you gave your life to Jesus, you, not, you have to understand that Jesus is not expecting you to continue living for yourself. To consistently make decisions that are only benefiting yourself. Because if that is what Jesus was doing, you and I would not be here. Wouldn't be here. Jesus was nice in heaven. Everything was nice for him in heaven. He had to leave heaven, come down here, become a child, risk his life, always, I mean, go through all this and then be beaten and be killed for us. And we don't want to leave one finger for anybody else. Is that Christianity? I don't think so. Look at what happened when you do things for others. Job 42 verse 10. The Lord restored Job's losses. May God restore your losses. I say may God restore your losses. And I believe there are many things we have lost. If you've been on earth for a while, you've lost certain things. You probably lost money. You've lost people. You see, the losses, it's not the loss, the losses. You've lost opportunities. You've lost many things. But that you've lost, it doesn't mean God cannot restore. The Bible says the Lord restored Job's losses. May God restore all your losses. All your losses. All the losses of COVID-19. Things that you've lost because of COVID-19. Things that you've lost because of a stupid boyfriend that you have allowed in your life and they have stolen everything from you. Things that you've lost because of sickness. My God. Do you know the type of money we lose when we are sick? The time you lose when you are sick? The friends you lose when you are sick? We lose a lot of things when we are sick. May God restore all your losses that are a result of sickness. That maybe you felt sick and because you felt sick, you've lost this, you've lost a job, you've lost it. May God restore in the name of Jesus. You will see it practically. But, 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 but what is the catch? Why did God, listen carefully please. I'm about to even close. We're not going to be here for long. How, why did God restore? And what happened for God to restore? Look at it. When did God restore? The Lord restore the losses of Job. When? When he prayed for himself. When he prayed and said, Lord, please restore everything I lost. Lord, you know, I mean, Job lost a lot. I don't have time to take it to you. Job chapter 1 and chapter 2. You see the losses of Job. The guy lost seriously. But this is the last chapter. Chapter 42 is the last chapter of the book of Job. Many, many people know that Job suffered. But a lot of people don't know that God restored everything Job lost. And the story gets more interesting. Look at the last part. Indeed, the Lord gave him twice as much as he had before. We always say double for what? Your trouble. This is where it's coming from. If Job had one goat, by the time God was done with Job, he had how many goats? Two. That you have lost something today doesn't mean it is the end of your life. God is able to restore it and to give you twice as much as you had before. 
twice as much, twice as much. Whatever you have lost, God can give you twice as much. Twice as much. How many of you will believe with me that God can give us twice as much? Twice as much. Twice as much. Twice. Twice as much as he had before. But look at the key. When he prayed for others. Not for himself. Job has lost everything. Brothers and sisters, I wish I could take you through what happened to Job. In one day, in one day, Job lost all his children. They all died. One day. In one day, Job lost all his businesses. Everything he had in one day. In one day, Job lost all his properties. All, I'm not saying some, all. In one day, Job lost all his money. But equally true, in one day, God restored everything. Oh my God. Somebody here, God is going to restore and you will have twice as much. Twice as much. That is how you know God has done it for you. Let me tell you something. Can I tell you something? When you lost something and God brought it back, it's not restoration. No. It's just progress. Like, God has just caused you to, like, you are no more stuck in the past. But when God makes it to be twice, do you understand? That's restoration. It's like he made you recover the time you lost. And then he still gives you something. Like, for the years you've now lost, he added something else on top of it. That's why restoration is very important. Those of us that are into art, you will know when they, did, when they found the painting, they tried to restore it to its original state. So by the time people come to see you, they cannot know that you even went through something that was wrong. Like, it looks like you've always been fine. That's restoration. God has recovered everything and given on top. It's like you never lost nothing. Even when you are telling people, you know, I went through a tap and they can't see it. Because the type of things that are around you are so much that they're even struggling to believe that you ever had a problem. That is the type of thing God is going to do for somebody here. Like, people will not believe that you ever went through a difficult time in your life. And all of this is connected to job praying for others. Tabi, doing something for others. Not for yourself. You lose everything. The natural response is, Lord, help me. Lord, bless me. Lord, help me. Lord. I mean, the natural response, you want to do things for yourself. Rather, Lord, bless them. Lord, help them. Lord, visit that one. And God said, what? You are doing that? After what you went through? After all that happened to you? You are still thinking about other people? Let me show you something. You are not asking, uh, look at what God did for Solomon. Can I show you a few things? First mm. King 3, 11 to 13. Look at it. Then God said to him, meaning to Solomon, because you have not asked because you have asked this thing 
and have not asked long life for who? For yourself. You have not asked long life for yourself, nor asked riches for who? For yourself. Nor asked the life of your enemies. Because God appeared to some, some, uh, Solomon in the night. And God said to Solomon, ask for anything. Ask whatever you want. Wow. If you were here a few months ago, another person asked the person, ask whatever you ask, you want. The person said, give me the head of the Baptist. Mm. If you were here a few months ago, somebody asked for the head of another person. When they were asked, when they were told, ask for whatever you want. I want to ask you a question. If a very rich person comes to you now and they say, ask for whatever you want. Well, you know, I, I, I will be very interested to know what your request will be. Your request. Your request will be very interesting. And I can tell you something. Our request is usually between these things. The things, we, Lord, Lord, I don't want to die. Please, keep me alive. I don't want to die. Patrick, check what is happening outside. When we don't ask for long life, health is very important. Hey, Lord, please, keep me here. Keep me here. Even if I'm a problem, keep me here. Then, number the second thing we ask, Lord, money, please. Increase. Give me more money. How many of you will ask for money? I mean, let's be honest. Like, like <laughs> even me, I will ask for money. I say, Lord, hey, money answered it all. Give me money, please. <laughs> I'll ask for it. And then they say, you didn't ask for the death of your enemies. Do you know that if you could be given the right now, let's say you become Chakazulu today, like now like this, you are Chakazulu. Coach Akazulu decide who lives and who dies. He can just wake up and say, you, 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 go at the back. It's over. You, 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 that side. In the, my brother, in the Roman army, they had something they call decimal. You know what it is? When the army is misbehaving, the captain will make the whole army to stand like this. And he's going to in inject decimal. What is decimal? One, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They pull you dead. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Dead. So then you can just decide. Okay, now I'm starting from here. One, because I get it. When, once people already know it's going to be decimal, everybody wants to be the first person. It was very real. When the army is losing war, he uses the decimal. That was King uh, uh, um, Julius Caesar. That's Julius Caesar's stuff. Very cruel. He would stand there and say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten. Come. One, two, three, ten. Come. Ten, come. Kill them. That's it. What is that? That thing will make everybody to fight with your 
even if you amen. Do you see that you will wake up? So it's the same strategy Chakazulu used to use. He was not calling it decimal, but when the army misbehaved, he killed a few people. By the time he's done killing them, everybody's awake. The death of your enemies, if you had the capacity to kill, like if you could decide now, that guy must die. He must die. She must die. I think a lot of funerals will happen <laughs> by tonight. <laughs> there will be a lot of funerals. But you know, if, if you are given that capacity. But Solomon didn't ask for those things. Solomon asked for wisdom. And he asked for wisdom so that he can lead the people. So the wisdom was not for himself. The wisdom was so that he can lead the people of God. So God says, because you've done this, you've not asked for yourself. God says, I'm going to give, look at verse 12. Behold, I have done according to your word. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has, not, there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall anyone like you arise after you. But it gets better. Look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. And I have also given you what you have not asked. I'm happy all by myself. You didn't ask for this. But I will also give it to you. you even if we didn't ask. Look at it. I'll give you riches and honor. You didn't ask for it. You asked something for others. I will give you that thing you've asked that nobody will be like you, number one. But then, I'm going to give you what you didn't ask. May God give you what you didn't ask. <laughs> May God give you certain things. That you didn't even ask him for these things. You are asking for the souls. You are asking for people to come to church. You are asking for people to be saved. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I will give you all these other things. I know you need it. I'll give it to you. Tapelo, I never prayed for a job in my life. Oh. Never. Well, the Lord showed me I did actually, but I didn't pray for it consciously that I'm praying for a job right now. No, 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 no. The job came. It has been there. Since 2018. Our company has retrenched people three or four times. I have no business still being there. I've been there. Because the job came from him. He's the only one who will say, in fact, he told me something I cannot say here, but he told me something about it. I'll give you what you didn't ask. Praise the Lord. Sit down. I want to talk briefly now about something, and I hope that you learn something from it. Have you learned something so far? All right. I was trying to say that Christianity is not for us. Look at Mark 10.45. I'm almost done. Even the Son of Man did not come to be saved, but to serve. Jesus is saying, I didn't come here for myself. I didn't come here to enjoy for me. I came for others, to serve others. 
and to give my life as a ransom for many, for others. That's how I came. I'm trying to say, Christianity is not supposed to be about you and me every day, me, myself, and I enjoying things for myself. No! That Christianity, is that, that's the reason why the church is struggling today. Because we've made church to be all about us. Lord, we cry for more. 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 Lord, we need more. Hey, these people. That is our anthem. More. More. For ourselves. For ourselves. You must find us, South Africans, full in planes, to go to Nigeria. Are we going there for others? I'm asking you. Are we going there for others? You must find us in prophetic churches. I see you increasing. I receive. <laughs> you are going higher. You are, the best, you are even a better goalkeeper than the <laughs> Itumeleng <laughs> Kune. I receive. <laughs> receive and. It- I receive. Some of you, you are doing volleyball, you are doing soccer, you are doing combined. When we come to check, nothing. But you see, that's the reality. The reality is that when you go to check the lives of all these our brothers that have rolled on the floor, receive, receive, there's nothing. To the most part. There's nothing. It was just a natural. I'm not saying God doesn't give. God gives. But you must learn something about God. God will give you for a purpose. If he can see, others will chop from you. He will give. But if it is all for you, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Maybe that's why God hasn't given you a job. Because you want to use the job to score points for yourself. I've shared the story of my wife. I met my wife when she was in grade 10. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Grade 10. I was done with school. And I saw this girl. I said, Lord, help me. What's what's happening to me? What's happening to me? And she's wearing the uniform of Jensime. Jensime uniform. But I'm hit with the gems in my uniform. Yes. Yes. It's fresh love. Fresh love. Some of you have trusting God for a sugar, sugar, uh, sugar, sugar mama, sugar daddy. Look at yourself. Fresh love. Grade 10. Grade 10. Grade 10. Grade 10. And I look at this woman. Grade 10. And you know what hit me? Not the beauty. Even though she is, I mean, yo. 
please. Don't. Let me not even go there. I don't, I don't want to go there this morning. I don't want to go there this morning. You will not survive. But the thing that hit me, this guy says to me, he says to me, as soon as I'm done with my metric, this, this, because I went to visit her in her house in my Bella Pudi day. And I asked her, so what do you want to do when you are done? So I wanted to know. She says, you know, you know what? As soon as I'm done with metric, I don't, she says to me, I don't even want to sit at home for one day. He said, as soon as I finish writing metric, I'm looking for a job. I said, a job? Why? He says, I must build a house for my mother. Wow! You want to do what? He said, I must build a house for my mother. As soon as I'm done with writing metric, I'm not waiting for metric results. As soon as I'm done writing metric, I'm looking for a job. And I'm looking for a job to build a house for my mother. That's what hit me like a, a ton of bricks. I said, girl, I'm going to marry you. Even if you go up in the sky and you go deep, I will marry you. You, I'm going to marry you. Because you have the right heart. And it was not just empty words. She built it. It's there. How many bedrooms is that, that house? Three-bedroom house with a kitchen. She built it practically. Is there? I'm saying, I'm telling you the story because as soon as she wrote metric, the job immediately came. So you see that when you have the heart to help others, it seems like God doesn't have a problem giving you anything you need. It seems like as soon as your mind changes and you are not thinking about others, immediately God feels, let me give, what, what do you want? What do you want? I'll give it to you. If you can use it to help this one and help this one and help, God will give it to you. God will give it to you. I told you guys last week, God blessed me with a car. Since March, I haven't seen my car. Since March. And my car is not broke. My car is working perfectly. But my car is helping others. Quickly, those who forget others. Those who forget others. Some of them are sitting here this morning. It's very easy to forget others. Very, very easy. Yeah. Genesis 40 verse 23. We are almost ending here. Pharaoh's chief cabana, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Who is Joseph? Joseph helped this guy. This guy was in prison with Joseph, and Joseph helped this guy. And when, 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 when after Joseph helped this guy, Joseph says to him, look, when you go out, remember me. He said to Joseph, hey, after what you've done for me, look, I'm going to move every mountain for you. After what you've done for me, look, there's nothing that I can do that I will not do for you. You've really helped me in this prison. Hey, you've protected me in this prison. I will never forget you. As soon as he walked out of the prison, the Bible says, 
he forgot all about Joseph. Yeah. Then he never gave Joseph even a second thought again. Those who forget others. We were together in prison. We were together in prison. We were suffering together in prison. Now it seems like God has remembered you. And God has pulled you out of the prison. Now that you are out of the prison, some of us are still in the prison. But guess what? I get it when you are out. Because you are out, we stop existing. Forget us. Hmm? I want to ask you a question. I'm closing. Have you ever felt forgotten before? Was it nice? Imagine you go with somebody to an office. They are accompanying you. Then you arrive. They say to you, okay. Come, come, let's go. Then we come. I'm the one who is going for the meeting. She's just there for moral support. Then I say, okay, you, you, you wait here. Ne? Wait here. I'm, I'm going inside and I'm coming back. Then you sit. <laughs> then I, <laughs> I go. Let's go for a drink. Then we are, we are going. No, let's talk. We are talking. Four hours. Five hours. Okay. Bye. Ne? I'll see you. Then I'm going home. Is it nice? What 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 has is it? She is here, she is still waiting. She is still waiting. And she's thinking that I still remember her. But I've already had three drinks, even water she hasn't had. Then I'm already at home. When I'm in my blankets, I say, hey. it's like I forgot something today. What did I forget? Yeah. This is what we do. Sit down. Let me tell you a story. One day, a certain brother found a sister. And he said to her sister, I want you to be my beloved. The sister said to him, You know what? Uh, my mother doesn't like such things. My mother doesn't like such things. In fact, even me, I'm not ready for such things. Say, ah, but you are almost dirty. Yeah, yeah, even if I'm dirty, my mother doesn't like such things. And even me, I'm not ready for such things. So she says no to the brother. So the brother leaves her. Then the brother finds another sister. This other sister 
she is not as beautiful as the first sister. But she likes this brother. She enjoys him. She is with him. So his, his heart is a bit comforted. Again. Then they go to Linyal of another person. I'm telling you a true story. I'm just paraphrasing, but it's a real story that actually happened. Jonathan, I'm not inventing. It actually happened. Yes. So, they go to the wedding and this sister is with her beloved. They are not married yet. They are working on it. It's time for food. The sister says to the brother, brother, hold my bag. I'm going to go get us some food. Oh yes, oh yes, no problem, no problem, no problem. So, (laughs) he takes the bag and is waiting with the bag. And she's gone to fight for the food. While she's fighting for the food, that other sister, you remember the first one, that, that first one, that state, she's not ready, the mother doesn't like such things. She appears in the wedding. Hey, the moment he sees her, oh, everything is back. Then now, she comes to him. Where have you been? I've been looking for you. Oh my God, I'm so happy I see you here. Come, let's go get some fresh air. So, he takes off with this sister and they are gone. This other one is coming finally with the food. Ah! Throws the food down. Starts crying. you know what is hurting me is not that he did this to me the thing that is hurting me the most is that he abandoned my bag here I gave him my bag I find my bag on the floor. And he was gone. Why couldn't he at least give my bag to somebody else to hold it? He just threw my bag away and he left. (laughs) Did you understand what, what is happening to this sister? He forgot all about her. But she was there for him when his heart was broken. Those who forget others. I'm hoping you are not one of them this morning. That you just, you know, you just forget others whenever something good happens to you. Every time something nice has happened to you, they forget others. They stop existing. Do you believe with me that my sister, you and I, we were on our way to hellfire. We're walking there steadily. We're going to die and see the reality that there's a hell and we're going to go there and die there. Ah, 
somebody came and preached to us. Then we say, okay, let me accept Jesus. We accepted Jesus Christ. Now that you and I have accepted Jesus Christ, guess what? We forgot all the others that are still that side. All the others that don't know Jesus. It's like, ah, we are, we are, we are okay most. I mean, what is the problem? There's a problem. I want to show you quickly. I'm ending there. Esther 4 verse 14. That's my last verse for today. What happened to Esther was that Esther was a village girl. She had nothing. But she had one uncle called Mordecai. One uncle. This uncle was grooming her. Helping her. Shaping her. Oh, I pray for all my daughters here. You must have a Mordecai in your life. You know why many women never get married? They don't have a Mordecai. And do you know why? There's a person who asked before, why is it that Vashti was, Vashti's, uh, Vashti didn't stay in the marriage, but Esther stayed in the marriage. And the pastor answered and said, because Vashti didn't have a Mordecai. And Esther had a Mordecai. It's as simple as that. If Vashti had a Mordecai, Mordecai was going, hey, go quickly there. What are you doing? Your, your, your husband is calling you and, and you are making, go quickly there. And she was going to remain the queen. But she, there was nobody to advise Esther. I mean, Vashti. It's dangerous to live your life without anybody to advise you. Nobody, nobody can say to you, sit down. Nobody can say to you, don't do what you are doing. Who is your Mordecai? Who is your Mordecai? Who is the person that can say, stop it? There's nobody. And when there's nobody, as beautiful as Queen Vashti was, she lost the marriage. She lost the marriage. Because no matter how beautiful you are, if you don't have a Mordecai, who is there to say, my daughter, don't do like this. My son, don't go there. You'll be surprised. The marriage will not work. The job will not work. Nothing will work. Nothing will work. Yeah. Esther, village girl. Her future was just to marry a village boy. And that was it. But she had an uncle called Mordecai. May you have an uncle called Mordecai. Yeah, yeah. This Mordecai uncle of hers, when he heard that Bachi was chased and there was a beauty contest, he said, my daughter, go and enroll. Go and enroll. You will get it. He started shaping her. Don't walk like this. Walk like this. When you go there, they're going to ask you this. Don't answer like this. Answer like this. She had a Mordecai. And guess what? She listened to the instruction of Mordecai. And she kept listening. And she kept increasing in the contest. Until there were only left two. And she won the contest. When she won the contest, she became the queen of the whole land. From being a slave girl, a village girl. A village girl became a queen. Can I tell you something? No matter where you are starting, if you have a Mordecai in your life, you will be surprised where your life can end. If you have a Mordecai in your life, 
You are thinking, no, I have no future. I'm from the village. I'm from Kalanyone. Kalanyone is nothing. What matters is, do you have a Mordecai? Do you have a Mordecai? Do you have somebody who says to you, don't go here, go there? Because Esther had that. And because she had that, she went from being a village girl to entering the palace. Now she's in the palace. She's enjoying life. As she's enjoying life, another person comes and says he wants to kill all her family. But now she's in the palace. While she's in the palace, the same uncle comes to her. Esther. Esther. Uncle, what is it? My daughter. You know me, I never bother you. Ever since you became queen, I've never bothered you. That is a big lesson to learn for all the Mordecais that are here. Because many Mordecais, as soon as you enter the palace, you haven't even sat on the chair. Eh? I get it, you remember that we are the one who helped you to be there. Eh? Now that you are there, you want to, what, what, please, here's the list. And here's the second list. This is also the list of your great, great, great grandmother. She's dead, but she left this list. My God. I, you haven't even sat on the chair. There is this other Mordecais that are also there. They will not give you rest. Just because they help you get the job, now you pay all their bills. Yeah. It mustn't be like that. When, when Queen Esther became the queen, she was the queen for many years. Mordecai never even spoke to her. Mordecai never even bothered her. Until there was a real problem. Parents, let's stop bothering the children. Every five minutes, eh, I need food. Well, look, look. The day you'll have a real problem, they will not have money. They will not have money. Ice cream. Eh, my daughter. There's an ice cream man here. When I was young, I was not eating ice cream. Now that I'm old. And, and you have money. Buy me ice cream. And the day you need money to go check your, 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 pre, your blood pressure, there's no money because you, you kept asking for money for ice cream. Some of you, I wish your mothers were here this morning because, and your fathers to hear this. Because small job you got, you have now become a prisoner. Small job. You can't even, I mean, they are controlling the salary. They are controlling every cent that is entering there as if, hey, what is this? The parents are not happy now. The parents are not happy. <laughs> I'm saying, look, look wait, when the, when the real opportunity comes, that's the time to knock now. Mordecai waited. There was not a real problem. That's when he came to say, Coco, Esther, we're having problems here. Do something. And I look at Esther. Esther, hey, uncle, you know, things have changed. You know, when I came here, after the things Vashti did, the king doesn't allow us to come to him the way we want. He hasn't seen me for 30 days. And when the king doesn't call you, you shouldn't go. If I go there, he will kill me. That is the answer Esther is giving to her uncle. When the uncle is telling her, they are about to kill us. She's saying, uncle, 
Has that helped? If I go to the king, he will kill me. He hasn't called me for 30 days. My God, it sounds like a very, very powerful excuse, isn't it? Like, yeah, no, if he hasn't called you for 30 days, yeah, no, I, no, I don't think you should go. This is where the children are not killing you with excuses. My son, I want to go to the hospital. I just need 500. Hey, mama, you know, you see, you see, you see, you see, the type of installment I paid last month, the type of debt I'm still owing, I don't even have one rent. Wow. Wow. You are clever now, ne? Now you know money. No, now you know money. Now, now, now you know, you know what to say. And the excuse seems so right, like, I mean, I'm going to just accept it. But look at Mordecai. This is why I'm ending this morning, people of God. Mordecai, her uncle, said, look, if you remain silent at this time, like, I've come to you for a serious problem, and you are telling me that uh, your husband hasn't called you for 30 days. If you go there now, he's going to kill you. If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for us will arise from another place. I get it. I get it. You don't want to help. No problem. No problem. Don't help. Help will come from another place. There's always another person that God will use, you will be surprised that God will call somebody from nowhere. Every time your mother calls you, you are saying to your mother, eh, Mama, petrol is so expensive. I've used all the money for petrol. Eh, let's, let's try next month. Ah, next month. Keep doing it. Help for your mother will come from another place. From another place. Esther, you forgot, eh? You forgot that you're supposed to marry a villager. We helped you. We pushed you. We pushed you. Now you are in the place. Now that you are in the place, we ask help for the first time. You are telling me stories. Okay. You wait. Help will come from another place. Mm. But as I can tell you, just this building where we are in this morning, I have seen help come in other places. All the time. Anything we've done here, where I usually expected the help, it usually didn't come from there. Help came from another place. Most of the time. There's another person waiting for you to joke. Hmm? But you and your father's family will perish. So he's saying to her, you see, now that you don't want to help us, no problem. God is going to use somebody else to help us. But you and your family, you are finished. 
you are finished. You think because you are in the palace, I get it. You are in the palace, you are behind high walls. Nothing bad can happen. You will see. And that is how many people have lost. You were supposed to help somebody. It was your opportunity. And you didn't help. You didn't help. And God helped the person through another source. And later I saw them and said, ah, so God helps you, ne? everything is fine. Oh, no, thank God. Ah. Something else is now waiting for you. Because of you. And who knows, but that you have come to the royal position for such a time as this. A slave girl, what do you have to do in the palace? If not that God knows the future and God knows somebody will come, Hitler will come and he will want to kill people and I need somebody in the palace to change things. So long before it happens, God sends you in the palace. Who knows if you came to the palace for such a time as this. Some of you, who knows if you got the job for such a time as John 3.16. Who knows if everything that has happened to you, I mean, can you believe that the whole time Esther is in the palace is only for this moment? This is the only moment why God has allowed her to be there. She had no business being there. No business. And the only reason why she is there, she's, she's about to lose it. She's about to give an excuse to... Do you understand? And this is what we do all the time. God will bless you and then God will allow something to happen within your vicinity and you don't know that maybe that's why God bless you. That's actually why. That's the reason. And you close your eyes. You give us a silly excuse. And then you will continue. God said, ah, my things are struggling but I've given you something alright let's change things may that never be your story may that never be your story I don't want you to be one of those who forgot others thank God Esther didn't forget after her, the uncle rebuked her she listened again she said to the uncle you know what uncle you are right let me tell you something go and pray and fast for me for three days and three nights. I'm also going to pray and fast for three days and three nights. After that, I'm going to enter that place. If he kills me, let him kill me. Let me die helping my people than die for not helping my people. And guess what? She went there three days after. The king, instead of killing her, actually loved her more and helped her to save her people. You'll be surprised when you just take that little step God comes to help. God comes to help. Praise the Lord. So, what are we learning this morning? Don't forget others. Just because your situation has changed. Don't forget others. Don't forget your sisters. Just because you now have a job. Don't forget your friends. Just because now you pass metric. Don't forget that grandmother. That helped you. 
simply because now you are in the city. You forget it. Oh no, it's a mistake. It's a big mistake. It's a mistake. Don't forget the sinners simply because now you are a saint. You are now saved. You are forgetting that you are also like them before. Don't forget. Remember. And do something about it. Do something about it. If you know me, I always teach you people, don't forget your mother. Don't joke with your father. Don't do those. Don't make such mistakes. It's a terrible mistake to make. Don't forget people that have helped you. Don't forget them. That thing brings a lot of evil in your life. It brings a lot of evil. Somebody helped you, you repay good with evil. The Bible says, he who repays good with evil, evil shall never leave their house. Never. That somebody was good to you, you have repaid your good with evil. The Bible says, evil shall never leave your house. It's terrible. So don't forget others. Dancing stars. There are other dancing stars. Let's bring them next week. Let us not forget them. Church, don't forget the other members. Jesus says in John 10, other sheep have I. Jesus has other sheep. Let us not forget them just because we are already in. Let us not forget them. That's my message to you this week. Help us reach the others. Shepherd Wangile is available. Those of you who want to contribute, you want to maybe give something to help towards transport, help. Some, some of the young children are here. They want to dance on stage. They don't have t-shirts. A t-shirt is 125 rand. You can sponsor one t-shirt for somebody. You can help. Don't say it's not my child. I will not do it. Listen, tomorrow somebody will help your child. If you help another person's child, some, somebody might help your child tomorrow. Let's be for others. Stand on your feet. Are you blessed? Are you sure you are blessed? Mm. Was it a good word? Ask your neighbor, what did you learn? What did you learn? What did you learn? What did you learn? They must tell you, what did they learn? Huh? Ask them, ask them, what did you learn today? What did you learn in this message? What did you learn? What are they saying? They must answer you. They must tell you, I learned this, I learned this, I learned this. Are they answering you? Praise the Lord. I believe we have all learned something. If nothing else you've learned, don't forget others. Just because your things are better. Isn't it? May God help us. Lift your hands to God. And I want you to pray and say, Lord, help me to not forget. People are helping me. I didn't create myself. Let me know. Help me to not forget the people that are involved in my life. Help me to not forget. We're going to pray at the count of three. You just pray, Father, help me to not forget. One, two, three. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. forget. Lord, help me to not forget. Lord, help me to not forget. Help me to not forget. 
help me to not forget all these people that are helping me. Help me to not forget the grace of God on my life. To not forget how good God has been towards me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Please pray. Please pray from your, the bottom of your heart. Help me, Lord, to think about others, to remember others, to do something for others as well. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, change my heart this morning. I cannot be a blessing to the world if I don't think about others. I cannot do much for others if I'm consumed by myself. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that this morning you will help your people. Thank you for this word that has come to just help us to think about others, live our life, not just for ourselves. Father, I pray that you will help us to honor this word. As we walk out of these doors, may this word not disappear from our minds. Help us to remember. Help us to do something about it. Do not become lazy, but to engage this word. Reach to others. Invite others. Do something for others. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. While every eyes are closed and all heads are bowed, I want to pray for somebody here. You are saying, Pastor, I want to give my heart to Jesus today. I've come to church. This morning I learned that Jesus laid down his life for me. Jesus died for me. And I think I've been living for myself. I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want him to forgive my sins. I want to become born again. If that is you, I'm going to pray for you. I just want you to join me in the prayer. I'm going to count up to three. You are saying, Pastor, please pray with me. I want, you, I want Jesus to come into my heart. Maybe you were invited and you, you're saying, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart today. I would like to pray with you. At the count of three, you can just raise your right hand high and Pastor will pray with you. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. God bless you. 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 God bless you at the back. I see your hand. God bless you. You can take your hands down. Now you are already born again, but this morning you want to recommit yourself to God. You want to say, Jesus, I want you back into my heart. Come and save my soul. Come and wash me from all sins. If that is you, I want you to recommit. I also want to pray with you. At the count of three, you can raise your right hand. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. I want you to recommend my life to Jesus. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. 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 Thank you. God bless you. I see your hands. Thank you so much. Now, all of you that raise your hands for the first and the second altar call, please do something for me. Take a step of faith. Come and join me in front here so we can pray together. Come, 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 come. Put your hands together for them as they come, please. Oh, yes. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands for them. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. Good to see you. Praise the Lord. I'm still waiting for you if you want to join us. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. Let's raise our two hands to the heavens like this. Yes. Now, please repeat these words after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Please forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me on the third day you rose again that I might be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for each one of these precious souls. The grace that brought them to this place this morning. Father, I pray that you will cause that grace not only to keep them in the church, but to keep them in God, in Jesus Christ. May they experience a total change of heart. May they have an encounter with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Remember to subscribe to receive our latest service notifications to share the link. You can also watch our pastor, Pastor Pascal, live on our Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ, or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life.